and welcome to BoJack HorsePod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 5 of BoJack Horseman, A Little Uneven, is all. I'm Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I've just realized that once again, I've failed on my promise to post when we're recording a podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to furiously tweet right now, we are currently recording, send us your feedback or else. <laughs> or else. <laughs> or else. We got a couple people who use the forum, so don't worry. Well, they've gotten used to my complete unreliability <laughs> as a podcast host on Twitter. So they love us anyways, but we're not alone, Lindsay. I know. Such a good guest. So exciting. I believe... In the four timers club, five. I don't even know. Numbers are fake. It's the five timer. Oh my god, it is! Holy smokes! Sam Stanish is back again. Sam, how are you? Hi! Oh my gosh! Thanks for having me. I think I'm fine. I think the only season I didn't do was two, so I think that this is five. So happy to be here. I'm just, you know, I think that everybody loves BoJack HorsePod, and I am one of those people. If BoJack HorsePod has one million fans i'm one of them bojack horse pod <laughs> has one fan i'm that one if the world is against bojack horse pod i'm against the world that's how i feel <laughs> sam was famously our very first guest ever whoa really no i believe that, be right. that is no, right. i thought wolf from america was no that was in season two i think that was season two it might have been you sam okay i'm pretty I'll sure take it. first guest I'll ever take it. sam stanish and if that ends up not being true it's, i'm still gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's Lady Gaga, right? No, that's like a hundred people. Well, actually, I'm not sure. I just know that cadence or the, those that those words from like seeing the meme passed around. I don't know what the original one is. I just know that that's something to say. <laughs> if, I love if, it. People get the meme. <laughs> if, if everyone's brain is poisoned in the same way, no one's brain is poisoned. Mm-hmm. That's so wise. <laughs> Wow. How is how's everything going? What's up? What's up? What's life like? Sam Stanish? How, I feel like we've talked to you since you had COVID, right? Yeah. Like two times. I, I don't even know. I don't remember anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I probably did one since my COVID pod. <laughs> that, that was what an experience that was. No, things are great. I can't remember the last time I was on BJHP, but you know, trucking along doing a survivor podcast we have a very very exciting guest for the next pod but i never like to say it ahead of time because that always jinxes it so it won't say here but really exciting for bitter jurors and otherwise yeah just sort of living life thinking about getting back into doing live comedy get off the zoom screen Mm. back onto the stage but no things are good things are normal how are you guys I'm doing great. I'm living in absolute fear that I'm going to get COVID before I'm supposed to go to New York and won't be able to come. I'm so terrified. We went to see a high school production of Legally Blonde the Musical on Friday night, and it was so good. But I'm also just like, I haven't been in a room with that many people in so long, and I'm like, do I, is it living inside me? (laughs) Well, it's inside me. <laughs> it's so strange to to be me, honestly. But because yesterday I got into Pittsburgh from New York, and in New York, if you go inside literally anywhere, every single person is still wearing a mask. Like mm-hmm. the people behind the counter, the patrons, literally anywhere. Here in Pittsburgh, it's like less than twenty five percent of the people in these buildings are wearing masks. It's just a huge culture shock. So very different. But yeah, like I'm hoping you know. You don't catch COVID so that we can hang out in person. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. 
That's I would say, for Kirsten. I would say here it's like, what, maybe 70% are wearing masks in places. It's pretty high. Mm-hmm. I mostly do. I don't at my workplace, but that's because we all like go to happy hour pretty much every week. And so it's like we're all together all the time. I thought it was really dumb because we had to wear a mask when we were walking around. But then when you sat at your desk, you could take your mask off. But then it's like an open cubicle structure. <laughs> so like it just never made sense. I still did it. Like I'm a, I'm at my core a rule follower, but I really hate when rules don't make sense. So now we don't have to wear masks at work. And since we all go to happy hour like twice a month anyways, I'm like, well, if one of us gets it, we all get it anyways. So yeah, no, I'm with you there on following rules. It's something <laughs> I, I just I, uh, if I find out about a rule, I will follow it. <laughs> um, and I like it even ext- like I was saying, like I'm thinking about starting to do improv again. And like in my classes, like my teachers would always give me the note where like, Sam, you're like a good improviser, but you need to play fewer more characters whose thing isn't that they are going to enforce the rules. <laughs> it, it extends deep into my yeah. core. You're just not even doing improv. You're just being yourself, enforcing I'm the rules. Like, like I'm, I'm a big guy guarding a gate character guy. <laughs> I'm just like the manager telling people what to do <laughs> it's, it's not great but i mean you know there's there's still comedy to mind from those kinds of people and i think that i i am exemplary of that <laughs> <laughs> i saw your friends when they did their like mm. m- when they were doing their like monthly film festival show and you were in that a little bit and i thought you were very funny well, actually, that's perfect. This is coming out this Tuesday, correct? It sure is. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are in Pittsburgh, I am performing at the Arcade Theater on Saturday night in the show Kirsten saw and brings up semi-frequently on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, and, and every time you mention it, I tell Alex about it, and she's like, love them. And so if if you want to get a taste of what you've been hearing Kirsten plug I didn't realize it, I brought it up that much. <laughs> you bring it up pretty, pretty frequently. <laughs> You can feel free to come to the Arcade Theater on Saturday night. improv show I saw three years ago. Kirsten can't stop talking about it. What's wrong with me? It does happen pretty regularly. (laughs) Every time you're like, I saw a show with Friend of the Pod, Sam Stanish. Well, okay, you know what? I don't see people that much, okay? So when there's like a social interaction, I have to bring it up. And I don't need this hatefulness. It's fine. We, We love your loyalty to Sam. I'm so glad you went to see that high school show of Legally Blonde, though. That sounds so fun. And, like, if there was a high school showing Legally Blonde near me, I would absolutely go. It was so good. Like, the school that was putting on this performance, like, it wasn't just public school. Like, this was, like, the most expensive private school, I think, in the province. And so I think we went to the performance that a lot of the kids from the school attended, so they were all in their uniforms. Oh and I God. was, it was deeply troubling. It was deeply, troubling. you have like troubling. no connection to the school. Really. No, I saw a poster <laughs> that said, because it wasn't at the school either. Like it was just at a theater in downtown Victoria that was advertising Legally Blonde the musical. So we looked and we we're like, oh, it's a high school production. And I said, I don't care. I'll throw, I'll throw my, my money at these tickets. And it was so good. I do think that there were some elements that they should have changed because it was a, a little problematic. Because, you know, every kid was white pretty much and uh, some of them were putting on some accents that i don't think that they should have been putting on yeah yeah i'm currently watching the americans and we're at a point in the show where the son in the americans is super into eddie murphy's stand-up comedy and he keeps putting on a voice to like reenact eddie murphy bits and i'm like Mm -hmm. i really don't like this that's Um, troubling that's really bad it is but but yeah 
I don't know. I guess the school was going to put on Legally Blonde in March of 2020 and then the world shut down. So then this was like, they did it and then the like drama teacher came out after and was like, I know there's some of the people that were going to be in the show that graduated that are in the audience and we did this for you and we're, we're, we feel you in the show. And I was, it was moving. It's fun. I I cried. (laughs) Okay. Should we talk about what time it is right now? Do it. 100%. What time is it? Thanks, Callie. <laughs> I I never knew if, if 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 you played it live. I was waiting to hear the dulcet tones. <laughs> what time we don't, is it? We don't have the technology. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Okay, and then, I, you know, I didn't know. Someone was like giving me crap because I never acknowledged the Scally sound clip. So now I'm like, okay, I'll say like, someone, thanks, Scally. Was it Scally? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think it was maybe Matt Lagory or maybe mm. Chappelle. I don't remember. I just know it was a friend who listens to Horse Pod. Also, Lindsay, <laughs> you'll love to hear this. Chappelle was like, oh, you've officially recorded the podcast. That was the last episode of BoJack I would have recorded, which was last week when we had Brendan on. And I was like, we would have dumped Brendan in a second to have you on, Chappelle. How dare you? <laughs> We had multiple moments where we specifically had like a plea. It was like, Mm -hmm. Chappelle, are you listening? Come on the podcast. I am confused about Chappelle's journey with Bojack Horseman. I thought that he was really into it. It destroyed his soul. (laughs) He loves it, but he doesn't like feeling bad. So as you get into the later seasons, he doesn't like it as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he didn't want to revisit it. Fair. I mean, that was kind of how I felt picking an episode of season six. I was like, there are only a few episodes that I actually want to talk about. I was thinking last week, Brendan was like, I decided to pick the episode that had an exclamation mark because that seemed safe. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's another one we did that had an exclamation mark. And it was Loving That Kelly Lifestyle, which is like Holly Hawk And it was not safe. That was not safe. Dangerous. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I was supposed to tell Vern what time it is. So it's it's Sunday, April twenty fourth in the Pacific time zone. It is eleven seventeen AM where me and Lindsay are. It is two seventeen PM in the Eastern time zone, which Pittsburgh is still Eastern time zone, right? Hundred percent. Yes. yes. Okay. It's, it is people there's a lot people say it's East Coast, but like what coast are they talking about? I'm a firm proponent of that Pittsburgh is the easternmost point of the Midwest. You're from there, so I'm going to take that for, for mm-hmm. from you. I, I can't speak on that. I don't understand. <laughs> the Midwest is so Eastern compared to me that I don't understand why it's called West. But I'm, you know what? It's cultural differences. I mean, it's more accurately the Middle East of the <laughs> United States, but that already has a meaning. I'm going to start calling it the Middle East. <laughs> okay, in London it is seven eighteen p.m. Rare time that it's the same day for three mm-hmm. three of the time zones. And then in Hong Kong it's Monday the twenty fifth at two eighteen a.m. Longest what time is it? Sorry, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> don't worry, you don't need to edit any of this out. Just leave it all in. It's mm-hmm. all gold, and people get mad when we edit it out, anyways. <laughs> Didn't mean to make it go longer. No, 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 no. That was it. Was on me. I started gabbing for so long after I said it, I was gonna do what time it is, and I think that that's fine. <laughs> I just comment on every little thing and I, you know, it makes podcasts go longer. I'm sorry. I, you good, s- good. hear a dead space and you fill it and that is good podcasting. Okay. Hol- so this episode is dropping on April 26th and there are some doozies of holidays here. Okay. So Ready. first and foremost, it's Alien Day. I feel like a lot of Tuesdays have alien related holidays. It's weird. Yeah. We just had that like first contact day not that long ago, not I that think. Not long ago. It's also Abudan. Uh, no, Audubon Day. It's a type of bird. They're blue with a brown chest. 
It is get organized day, which I feel like we've also had like 17 times and I still will not be getting organized. <laughs> yeah, really. It looks like every time they're like, here, try again to get organized. Nope. Or is it like organize? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't well, seem like, to be, mm, but if labor. that is the case, then I might be doing that very soon. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do get organized. We have the, not this upcoming week, but the week after, we have our member education meetings to attend on Zoom, and then we will have a strike vote. So I, I could be getting organized very soon. And in get other organized. news, you can send me money, paypal.me slash Kirsten said what, because <laughs> strike pay is not very much. It's also Hug a Friend Day. But in addition mm-hmm. to that, it's Hug an Australian Day. So I don't really understand why both are on the same day. But I guess if yeah. you're not friends with an Australian, you should still hug them. Or if you are friends with an Australian, you can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, Love very that. efficient Absolutely. as you're getting organized. Well, and I mean, you do need eight hugs a day. So that could get two of them, you know, easily off. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Every time you drink a cup of water, hug somebody. Exactly. (laughs) What if you drink your water from a big water bottle and, yeah, you just drink two of those a day? Well, yeah, I drink. I have a Nalgene here with me and I do carry this around with me every single place that I go. It's, you know, I don't know who I would be without my water bottle. But and I would say this 32 ounce thing, I easily clear four of these a day and that's a full of water. So I feel pretty good about it. How do you get through a podcast? I'd have to pee like at least twice in that time. This is, I've had to, well, I always pee before podcasts because (laughs) I've had so many issues. And like when I was, when I would host my own live podcast and people would come to my apartment, I, at the end of the podcast, I would always be like, I'll be right back. (laughs) I had to run into my, into my bathroom just to sustain. So Sam, just one week ago, I got back on the Nalgene train. So I have a Nalgene now. I got, it's like fuchsia color with like a teal lid it's very cute but i'm like proud of myself because i've been drinking two a day and now i hear you've been clearing four and that's like a low estimate honestly i drink a lot of water and like well because like especially because like four of these is a gallon and it's like it doesn't really seem that i don't i don't you know i i really only drink water seltzer and coffee and so coffee i try to stop drinking coffee after i really have tried to stop go down to just one cup a day and that's really difficult but really it's only water for most of the day so and mm-hmm. on, okay but like here's how i feel i feel like so maybe we've already discussed this on the podcast because i feel like i've <laughs> talked about this before we did like, discuss you getting down to one cup of coffee a day on the previous podcast perfect great i'm glad that i have like <laughs> two talking points i feel like seltzer doesn't hydrate me like anytime i drink seltzer it, like it i still feel dehydrated which doesn't make any sense to me because it's literally just water carbonation i do find it's not refreshing yeah, if you're drinking four Nalgene's a day, you're not dehydrated ever, I have to say, for first and foremost. Um, that's so funny. Okay, on a downer note, it's International Chernobyl Disaster Remembrance Day. Extra important to be remembering mm-hmm. right now, I'd say. Uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, sad. Limited funny commentary. No, you can't. What are you supposed to say funny about <laughs> that, right? I watched the Chernobyl show like two years ago and it was really good, but very depressing. I didn't watch it because when my sister told me I had to watch it, her Mm. selling point was you see a guy's face melt off and it looks so cool. And I said, I don't want to see that. And she said, but it looked so cool. I just shut my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, That's how I'd be watching the whole thing. I feel like Lindsay, it's national dissertation day. Oh, good. I'll revisit this holiday in three years. <laughs> it's this one very topical for the podcast. National Help a Horse Day. Oh, Ooh, incredible. Yeah. 
And in this in this episode, a horse was helped. Honestly, True. you're right. Yeah. You can help a horse by going to patreon.com slash bojack yes, Absolutely. You can. You can help two horse girls with that. It's there's like seven more, but the only other one I want to read is that it's National Pretzel Day. Incredible. Wow. Love pretzels. Hell yeah. I had a pizza pretzel for breakfast this morning. <laughs> That sounds wow. amazing. It was I delicious. It's just like it's like a soft bread, like white bread, but then it has just like s- sauce and cheese on it. But it's like not in like an ooey gooey way because they like bake it into the top of the pretzel. So it's just like a soft white bread with like a tasty sauce on it. I would happily eat that. Yeah, yeah. pretzels it. is like one of my favorite They're foods of so all time. Good. Like- I love soft pretzels. Me too. Oh, I'm a hard pretzel. Well, I mean, I love I both, like both, but I like I. <laughs> I mean, I don't I discriminate. Ba- Sometimes my grocery store will have a deal that's two for five bags of pretzels, and I buy four of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do with Tostitos when they're on sale. Mm-hmm. Have either of you had the new Tostitos rectangles? Whoa! No, they're really thick. They're the thickest Tostito yet. And they're so good with salsa. They've really got like the heft, like you're the, like it can handle like a a lot of salsa on the chip. Okay. How big it like how big is it comparatively to the restaurant style? So because like, that is my go to. Yeah, so they're like this big, and then the restaurant style would be like this. Okay. So it's just so like stretch. Like so, okay, yeah. But yeah. it's almost it's better because like sometimes with the the restaurant ones are so big that you like have to go in for multiple dips. They are, and also like and they I hurt your it, mouth. <laughs> that's what i'm about to say like it's it's like it's like i should just break them apart into multiple pieces but i just Steady love shoving them entirely them. in my mouth and then it cuts myself up and then like the next day i'm like why are there all these what's going mm-hmm. on in my mouth like blah 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 <laughs> and when i was single i'd be like oh my god i have an std <laughs> then i'd be like no 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 you idiot you just ate an entire bag of tostitos for dinner yesterday so that's probably what you did yeah so uh, yeah highly recommend the the rectangles for people that suffer from the cut up mouth which uh, like i do mm-hmm. from the nacho self-correction mouth. sti apologies <laughs> That's, i didn't okay. even i didn't even clock it so i'm even more problematic than you are <laughs> okay season six episode five a, li- a little uneven is all i found this episode to be funny but also very sad yeah, not a fun one this week. We had a big high high last week, and I mean, not so I don't much think it week. was like not fun. It just wasn't n- nice fun like last week. Anytime we're getting the like flash of the planetarium sky, you know that we're getting into some stuff. It also feels like it's the first part of a two parter, really, mm. because like there's like a lot of setup, you know, that is gonna follow through into the next episode. So like, really, we're at the low point before like things that would things could possibly pick up it's like these are the issues they'll be dealing with in the following episode so there's Mm -hmm. no need for them to like be like great (laughs) yeah you're right the episode starts and bojack is meeting a josh informed me it was a proboscis monkey the species (laughs) of animal i said what is that and he said that's a proboscis monkey and i did not fact check he knows animal facts and so this is who took (laughs) over horsing around after herb had to leave what can I yeah, say? Yeah, look at look at Josh. <laughs> it seemed like a really interesting design. Instantly didn't like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the, who is this guy's name? Danny Bananas. Danny Bananas, voiced by Phil Rosenthal. Yet another person I don't think I know at all. He played himself in an episode of 30 Rock Sam. 
Oh, no. I See, I don't even recognize him. He's in two episodes. He looks like he plays his, himself in a lot of things. I think he's more of a writer-producer than actor. Mm. That's what I'm getting the vibe from. Well, good for him. He's in the... I guess he's in the horror movie with Jenna Maroney that she does where she's locked up. Okay. Mm. Just needed to find out who he was in 30 Rock. Yes. Anyways, good, good for him. He does great as a monkey. <laughs> he is coming into Horsing Around... As this is your house. Like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to change anything. Yeah. He's like, I know what works and what makes the show magic. And it's you. And don't think that just because I'm like taking over for Herb that I'm going to change everything. And it's going to be great. And he's also just kind of like, and we're working together on this. Like, I'm in charge, but it's the two of us as one. Like, he's sort of just like trying to make sure that like, everything's not going to be his fault or whatever if anything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, I feel like making Bojack feel even guiltier for his participation in her no longer being on the show. Mm-hmm. But we find out this is actually not really a flashback. It's just Bojack telling the story to Dr. Champ in Horse Therapy. And Dr. Champ's like, you've told me this story. You've told me every story. I know everything <laughs> about your life. We're do- you've reached, like, the peak of therapy. Like, you've been here for six months and it's time for you to go home. Yeah, Bojack's like, well, did I tell you about Gina? Did I tell you about Sarah Lynn? It's like, yes, so many times. Like, yes, I've heard all of this. Please go. <laughs> what did he say about, like, his babysitter or something? Or, or <laughs> yeah. the final thing that they talk about where he's, like, still, like, burned up inside about not know- understanding? It was like his uncle showed him a nudie mag with a woman with three nipples or something. Who was she? <laughs> yeah, who was she? Exactly. It's, I think that she could be any woman. I think lots of women probably have three nipples. Lots of people probably have three nipples. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, so we go back to the credits. Uh, I don't know if my theory pans out with us getting more of the credits as as Bojack gets healthier, but I feel like it didn't. We didn't get the black blobs. Like we got it like only once, I think. The big thing I noticed is that he doesn't have the bloodshot eyes. Yeah, but the blobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think fewer of them. There's, hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. I should have been tracking this from day one, but I'm not smart. <laughs> I haven't seen season six in a long time. I can't remember if I ever finished my Bojack rewatch that I was doing in the pandemic. I think I got through season six A and then I don't think that I ever mm-hmm. finished six B. And I like completely forgot that they changed the theme song like this. I thought it was very honestly powerful. Sometimes with these Netflix shows, people are like, yeah, I just skipped the intro or whatever. But I think that Bojack especially has a thing where people are like, no, like the intro is so good. Like you watch it every episode or whatever. Unlike um, Lindsay who <laughs> skips it. I've, yeah, I've been watching it for uh, for season six but typically Fair. i skip it <laughs> um and so like because i didn't remember that they did this so what and i mean i heard you guys talk about it but i never like went went and watched it until i was watching this episode and i thought it was really great i i mean like it was kind of just really heartbreaking they would have like a flash of something that happened at, like early in his life and then it would like burn out and it would be like the tragic end of that storyline mm-hmm. and i was like they really went all out for season six i it's like mm-hmm. i say this every time i want but like this show rules like it's, it's just so like good. it's so good like and it's just amazing also amazing or I guess actually not amazing, is Birthday Dad is filming and they are blocking off so much of the road. People are furious they can't come through. And it looks like the show Birthday Dad is um, horrible, is the impression I got from the <laughs> acting we got here. It definitely looks bad, but it also gave it like it feels like it's going to be something that's on for like six years because <laughs> it'll be going like I'm sure it feels like it's a this is us kind of thing where like families are coming back together, like <laughs> people are going to love. 
It reminds me of some of the worst moments with Flip McVicker where the dialogue is just so bad. It's like they desperately need someone to come in and save the dialogue here. But yeah, people are going to love this. It's going to be on forever. I couldn't <laughs> always be there for you birthday wise, but I'd like to be your birthday dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? I don't know. So yeah. inspiring. <laughs> like they talk about the birthday spirit. I don't know. Who's his co-star? Her name's Melody. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be somebody. Voiced by Marcia yeah. Gay Harden. I have voiced by Nicole Sullivan. Well, why does IMDb <laughs> say Marcia Gay Harden? I don't know. This is on the Bojack Wiki. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what's right. Very strange. Interesting. To me, I would trust the Bojack Wiki. Well, yeah, I don't know, I guess. It's hard Cuz like say. I feels like it would be like a high a higher fan caliber on this specific show, but then it's like IMDb, it's like why would somebody just make it up? <laughs> yeah, well, so it looks like Marcia Gay Harden voices Denise and McCaitlin in the first episode of season six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that makes it more or less likely that she would be. I'm now on Nicole Sullivan's Wikipedia, and it says that she played Tracy, a fangirl and a party goer. There is no mention of playing Melody. But it does say that she appeared in A Little Uneven as well, so she may have played someone else in this episode. She isn't on the IMDb. What a mystery. Well, this is a mystery that will need to be solved. <laughs> if anybody knows, please help. Yeah, sorry to Melody. Yeah. And I'm sorry that none of the three of us know enough about either of these women to <laughs> identify from the voice. Yeah, I think your person is the right person because I think this is just right. I think we've Wiki. already talked about both of these actresses at different points, so we don't I don't think we need to explore this any further, but <laughs> yeah. deeply confusing if someone could get the facts straight would be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh yeah, I wanted to say also this was pre my intro, but as somebody who's responsibility to on hosting a podcast is putting out the link to our google form to ask for questions i totally relate to never doing it (laughs) (laughs) it's hard i never i was like oh i'm gonna be better i'm gonna do it 24 hours in advance and i had literally two weeks to do it for the last episode never did it (laughs) and then had days and days when i could have done it like there was many times when i was just sitting with my phone and i could have shot out a quick tweet but no I didn't. And I'll admit I'm a little down on myself about it. So I appreciate you for validating me, Sam. I absolutely should. I haven't done it. I don't think I did it for season season two of Korra literally once. So and we, we've never done it for Survivor. But, you know, I don't think that it would be every episode if we did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Everyone's mad at Mr. Peanut Butter because he cheated on Pickles. Yes, the cast and, and crew all hate him. Very angry. And... I really loved this line from Mr. Peanut Butter where he's like, yeah, people have really mashed the thumbs down on old Pinarino. Pinarino <laughs> yeah, really cracked me up. Why Pinarino? Like, where did that come from? Very funny. <laughs> he can't even get to the end of his references. People mm-hmm. walk away and interrupt him before he's even capable of getting out the title of the movie he's about to reference to say a tiny little joke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Princess Carolyn's very upset about this because uh, young women are one of their eight core demographics for the show. Especially young women. Especially young women are one of our eight core demographics. Yeah. I mean, what do you think the other core demographics for Birthday Dad would be? Mm, well, you gotta hit that 25 to 49. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta. People with birthdays. Ooh, I bet people with birthdays is a big one. 
Oof. So definitely not people born on leap day. They're not interested. No. They, <laughs> they can't relate. They to can't relate to having a birthday every year. <laughs> they don't really have the birthday spirit. Um, I also really liked your Mr. Peanut Butter set. It talks about like wanting to make things kosher with pickles. I feel like there was a lot of good mm-hmm. pickle puns. Mm. Yeah, I wrote that down too, where he's like, the only juice I'm interested in is pickle juice and making things even between us, which is a task I relish. Yes. <laughs> oh, so good. I thought this was interesting conceptually where like we're getting this story where everybody hates him on set at the same time we're getting the background story of bojack like fucking over herb and like everybody like it seems like everybody there hates him even though we're only seeing it through the hairdresser's perspective they didn't really do anything with this parallel but i thought it was interesting to have at the same time mm-hmm. good call Sam is always so insightful. Like, I know. <laughs> Catching all this stuff we miss. Sam, how do you feel about the concept of Pickles sleeping with another man to make it even between her and Mr. Peanut Butter? This is interesting to me. Like, I, I like this is literally a plot from an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> like, like, it just seems like so random. And like, obviously, these are two like pretty stupid characters. So obviously, they might think it will work. But like, I think that it's funny. I think it provides a lot of comedy. I don't think it, you know, is a healthy way to go about healing the relationship or if that is even feasible at this point. Yeah, if this is what it takes to save our marriage, I'll sleep with as many people as necessary. <laughs> so weird. It's just yeah. so bizarre. We also get the whole Diane and Guy of the episode is very small, so I feel like we could just like slap it out. Guy is trying to push Diane to get started on her memoir because, you know, he's a freelance videographer with a child. He like mm-hmm. it would be good if she could get an advance. Diane calls Princess Carolyn for advice about her book, and in the time it takes Diane to say her proposed title, Princess <laughs> Carolyn has already sold the book, and Diane has six months. Enjoy the process. I loved this so much. She's like rambling on through the title, and Princess Carolyn calls her on like a separate line, and it's like, yeah, while you were <laughs> babbling away, I sold your thing, and your stupid yeah. navel-gazy book is going to be great. I love that, too. Like, I... Because like I guess Diane probably has some acclaim at this point, and like it would be very easy for her to sell this book of memoirs. So I'm happy for her. Obviously, it's just like creating a worse problem because she like didn't want to write, and then she's like, "Well, I can't do it until I we sell it." And then mm-hmm. Princess Carolyn was just like, "Got it." And so now like it's even now she's like on a deadline for this project she doesn't want to do, <laughs> like that she was struggling with in the first place, and so now it's even more like terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I feel for her on this one. But you're right. You're right. She had already written the Bojack memoir. She wrote the Secretariat biography. Like, she's a pretty acclaimed writer at this point. She worked yeah, on the, the shows, too. Like, so, like, people know her. And she was married to Mr. Peanut Butter for yeah, years. And she was and, on like, Girl Cruise. Is in, is in these circles. Oh, yeah. She had that, like, really, really big article about the gun. So, like, right. her name is in the sphere. True, and she had a podcast. Like, she'd definitely be able to sell this navel-gazy book of observations. Easily. I will say, Guy, like, easily the sexiest character they've ever had on Bojack Horseman. Oh, love this take. (laughs) Like, he is very the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Like, Mm -hmm. literally just, like... I feel like I get I used to get called out pretty regularly in an old group chat that I had I that I was like basically a furry and you know what like <laughs> what does that even mean and like I'm not like necessarily like definitively arguing against it like I feel like there's a spectrum there like there is with so many things and I you know what guy is like he's sexy he's hot 
I'm pretty How? sure last time you were on, Sam, you guys talked about the sexiness of Simba relative to what's his Kovu. face? Kovu. Kovu. Kovu sexier. Yeah. We agreed on that. And I think and everyone can agree on that. I do think it's very funny that on your fifth appearance, season six of BoJack, you're finally like, also, people know me as a furry. <laughs> Let me stake I a claim I thought it would have come up already. Who knows? But <laughs> maybe it hasn't. No, well, I like, feel like this is news I- to me. I just don't know that there's been a character so, but like I, I mean I, I feel like there were hints, there were hints at it because I was talking about Mr. Peanut Butter's abs in in previous mm-hmm. episodes and you know you know it's always been there. There's been foreshadowing to this reveal and you know now I'm coming clean. Wow. Thank you for your. I honesty. mean it's true. Yeah, Diane gets like the very attractive men to be into her. She's into peanut, Mr. Peanut Butter. She's into Bojack and she's into Guy. Like oh, she's a full I, furry. Diane's yeah. a furry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm proud of her. I'm proud to call her a sister. Yeah. <laughs> I I really like Guy's voice and mm-hmm. the way that he acts, but I just don't think I like a yak slash buffalo situation <laughs> is for me, but I'm happy for all who partake. You know, that's reasonable. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm supportive <laughs> of you. It takes all kinds. <laughs> it well, does. Who's concerned about my warmth? I'm always cold, so I do like that he's always handing over he his gives coat. gives over his jacket. It's pretty nice. Sure. I have no commentary on him as a character. I, I mean, just for, uh, from this perspective, I'm just saying, like, because, like, I don't really remember their arc or whatever. So just sort of speaking physically, I'm like, mm-hmm. this dude's hot. The, Incredible. The last little thing with this storyline is basically guy comes home. Diane says that writing is going great. Please don't look at what I'm writing because I don't want you to see it yet. It's not ready. He says, oh, I don't want to interrupt your flow. Like, you're working. This is great. He leaves the room and we see that all she has written is, I'm terrible over and and over and over again. Very sad. Very sad stuff. Very sad. My notes just say, oh, Diane. I think very relatable to anybody who does creative work. Like, I think that her perspective or like her issues in this part of the show are very understandable or like people have all been there. It's like sometimes you sit down to write and like you just like are staring at the blank word document for a full hour mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, I hate myself. You're like, there's nothing and, in here. <laughs> yeah. And if you like, or like if you don't write at all, you hate yourself. And if you start writing and you instantly start thinking it's bad, you hate yourself. It's like, it's all, <laughs> Diane's very relatable to me at this point in her little narrative. But yeah, sad for her. I hope that she can get through it. I think that she will. <laughs> I hope that, I hope that she'll be okay. But yeah, re- really sad, especially too, because I feel like writing things over and over is actually something that sometimes gets encouraged even in like more therapeutic scent like settings not obviously negative things but where you'd write like i deserve good things i'm a good person like stuff like that that you need to remind yourself of it could be really helpful but then when you're in just like a bad spiral writing those negative things is not going to help you out so it's very sad not good yeah. A while or like right before the pandemic, I started doing the artist's way, which is like this like self help slash creative unlocking. Oh, we all listen to Urgent Care. Urgent Care. <laughs> oh, okay. But one of the early things in that book is to write out like a list of manifestations or like I don't know. I can't even remember at this point. It's like positive affirmations about yourself or whatever, and then you read that back to yourself out loud every day. That's so embarrassing. Well, it was, but also the first time I did it, it made me cry. <laughs> I think on Urgent Care, Mitra says the same thing. She's like, it's so stupid, and I cry every time I do it. <laughs> yeah. I I would absolutely cry if I did that. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, I, I couldn't even tell myself good things about me. Like, that's none of my business. 
Mm. That's not my business. (laughs) That's not for me to hear. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, like, I I have been thinking about starting out again, but it's, you know, I've I've got a lot of ideas of what I should start soon. (laughs) Huh. That's very relatable to me. It's my Sagittarius energy. I don't know what spurs it in you, but I I connect with you and I, I understand that. Okay, so we go back to the rehab and Denise is checking out. Bojack raises a non-alcoholic toast where they're all just literally eating toast, which I think more parties should just have toast as an option, actually. Agreed. I, you know stand a non-alcoholic option i i mean i kind of i kind of picked this episode because i have been a hollywood assistant and i'm in recovery from <laughs> alcohol so it really hits both of my two things and it would be great i don't know that i would need necessarily want it to be toast every single time but you know even a <laughs> seltzer would be great if we could start you know doling out those options there, more. yeah there should always be a non-alcoholic option because even if people there are drinking it's weird to encourage that that's the only option uh, as a beverage even still <laughs> my thing is if i'm at a bar and i order water why is the water cup a tenth of the size as every single other cup like <laughs> give me the same cup I'm going to be drinking the water. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really just I drink a gallon incon- a day. <laughs> it's going to be an inconvenience for the other people because I'm going to have to come up way more frequently yeah. and it's like I'm literally just ordering They water. should just give you a pitcher at at that point. I like, I really hate when mm-hmm. bars or places just fill your water glasses and don't leave behind a pitcher of water cuz like Me too. I I don't drink four like liters of of water a day, but I drink a lot of water and I'm going to want the water. So just like leave me some to fill up my cup. This past Friday, I tried to go into a bar with a water bottle. And, like, I understand that it's, like, he has alcohol in there. But it's, like, I literally don't, like, there needs to be some kind of test to, like, allow me to bring this in because, like... Well, you should, I, like, at that point, you could just pour it out, right? And then go in and get them yeah, to can they it just up? pour it in? <laughs> yeah, but then it's, like, so busy in there that, like, we were there for the Drag Race finale. Mm. And so, like, it's not, and, like, those bartenders don't want to talk to me about getting just a thing of water when there's like a billion other people that they need to be serving and so it was kind of just like okay but the trials and tribulations you should have offered for them to smell it like smell my water bottle it's water that's how i feel or just like there needs to be some kind of test to be like yeah when i was an ra we would try we would have to be like you can't have open alcohol in the hallways and so people would be wandering (laughs) around with like red solo cups and we'd be like is that alcohol and this one girl was like it's just juice and i was like can I smell it? And she's like, sure. And I smelled it. And I was like, oh, it does just smell like juice. I was like, is there vodka in here? And she's like, maybe a little bit. And I was like, why are people (laughs) telling on themselves? Canada is so interesting. Your legal drinking age is like 18, right? Like our campus. It's 18 in two of the provinces and 19 everywhere else. Gotcha. And I'm going to guess that's five other provinces. have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> in the U.S., it's the, the legal drinking age is 21. And my can- so my campus, it was literally like no alcohol allowed literally anywhere. Like even if you're t- over 21, like just not allowed to have it at all. Oh, well, wow. I didn't even think about that. I guess like most people doing their undergrad are like not technically of legal drinking age yet. Like that's interesting. There are some like full dry campuses here too, but I just feel like everyone just drinks anyways. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody still drank every sing- every- everywhere, but yeah. <laughs> like, we weren't allowed to. Yeah. It's more fun when it's against the rules, I guess. I know I did my most prolific drinking when I was 17. 
I was in my most prolific drinking phase when these episodes came out. <laughs> oh, that would I feel like that would have been very hard to watch. Well, I you know, it took me a while to really connect why alcohol stories or like drug stories made me so uncomfortable. Like even pre even before I ever did any drugs, like that people would come into my classes in high school and like they would give these talks on like alcohol and addiction to drugs or whatever and like literally without fail i passed out every single time like uh -oh. <laughs> college like anytime anybody ever talked about that kind of stuff like had a physical re reaction to it but like uh -oh. and then it didn't i mean like i don't know i thought i, I like knew i was uh, an addict for like years before i stopped drinking so i you know it was just sort of like partitioned in my mind it was like i love mm -hmm. this show and it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, I, well, and I think that this episode does a good job of also showing, you know, people can't really make changes sometimes until they're ready to make that change. And if someone's not ready, mm -hmm. then it's just not going to happen. And th th at this, so at Denise's goodbye party, we find out that Bojack has already re-upped three times and has been in rehab for six months. And... Mm -hmm. Like, this is a place for people in crisis, and he's not in crisis anymore. So Dr. Champ is really trying to push him out. Yeah. He's very I much like, I want to do six more weeks. Like, I'm not ready to leave. I can't get out of here. Also, I've only just now perfected my egg white omelet order. The secret is egg yellows. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm in crisis of being too cool. Am I right? Like, all that deflecting that we have seen since the beginning of when he got here. Rehab sounds great. <laughs> well, you love been... eggs, so. I do love eggs. That's true. It sounds awesome. Uh, a really good comedian, Pat Regan, has a joke where he talks about how he's sober now, but like he, if, if he gets famous, he might relapse so that he can go to <laughs> rehab. Oh, my God. It's really funny. Um... Wait, what is... Pat's podcast is um seek treatment yes thank you thank you thank you I was like mm, I feel like I've listened to that before but not that joke that's very funny Dr. Tramp is really like some people leave I know they're not ready to leave and they're gonna be back like Denise who's leaving today mm -hmm. and he's like but you've done the work you're ready like you're special you're different you could leave mm -hmm. yeah and like as soon as he says the words of like you're special I was like oh no this is someone who does not need to hear that he is special and the rules don't apply to him Definitely. But like, ultimately, it did work, like, got him to the point where he was like, I am special, like, I can leave and it'll be mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Oh, Bojack. And yeah, Dr. Champ still with some very questionable, you know, methods, I feel like. He does say like, you've done the work. And I do think that that's worth saying, because we have seen it. We talked about it quite a bit last week of like, Bojack is making some strides and is trying to put in the work. And like, this is a special context where it's not real life. It is rehab, but like he is doing the work. So worth acknowledging, at least. For sure. This And also, like, the special, not special thing was interesting to me. I feel like I've been thinking about it a lot lately about, like, is nobody special? Like, is everybody... Everybody's, like, the same, basically. Like, nobody's actually, mm -hmm. like... I don't know. I feel like, as a human being, only getting my own perspective, you have these, like, biased narratives of, like, I'm really special because I'm me. Like, and I'm having these thoughts or whatever. But, like, also, every single other person is having those thoughts. Or, like, every single other person is a person. And I feel like... Obvi like obviously I've known that my entire life but you know it's hard to like concept it's hard to like actually conceptualize and so this was just interesting to think about because like I couldn't tell when the up when the episode was happening if it was like a ploy from the therapist like to tell him that he was special to get him to do this or if he was like, if that was just like a throwaway line or whatever and then mm -hmm. I was happy as it progressed that it was like part of the story but like yeah. it was just kind of like a we need you to go 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, get get out of here, Bojack. You've you've been in rehab six months. You're you're okay. We do get a little intro to the Todd storyline where he is watching Ruthie for the first time, making great airplane noises when he feeds her, and he hears mm-hmm. a kerfuffle in the street. An ice cream <laughs> truck has crashed into a root beer factory, and if somebody doesn't slurp it all up, it's a crisis. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. Her Todd's just like, ooh, a kerfuffle. I love it. <laughs> and like every time he has one of these wacky things, it was the same with the like uh, popsicle guys where there was always like wacky music and sound effects in the background of like circus noises and stuff. Yeah. And you have that too, where this man is just like, if someone doesn't come, like lots of hands. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I started great. a new gig. I can't come slurp up all the root beer. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of the spaghetti in like yeah. the strainers mm-hmm. plotline. It's like all this stuff that Todd would do if he wasn't having to raise Princess Carolyn's baby. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He's like, I have a job. I'm very important. Well, I mean, and obviously he's the right the right man for the job because he doesn't even leave to go do some hijinks, which is mm-hmm. a very good sign. And he's nailing those airplane noises. So Bojack is leaving rehab and runs into the bird paparazzi and is like, oh no, like, just leaving. But they are there because Joey Pogo is checking in to get the fancy room, which is where Bojack mm-hmm. has been staying. Yeah, and Bojack's like, oh my god, and like the one of the paparazzi guys is like, oh, like I bet they're kicking you out just to make room for him. He's like, oh my god, they're kicking me out to make room for him. <laughs> All the slow mo stuff where they he, they were like repeat, like he, he was repeating exactly what <laughs> they like said or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he, as the realization dawned on him, that was good yeah. stuff. Yeah, very good. It's like he, he does not have good reasoning skills. He is just really reflecting on what is exactly said to him. And so Bojack gets very panicked and interrupts Brad's therapy time to talk to Dr. Champ. And he very easily explains to Brad why he drinks. And it's he's still trying to get approval from his babysitter who stole alcohol from his parents' liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. like she's dead and you're free he like instantly seems like he's like healed basically mm-hmm. he just didn't oh know God, right. bojack had to tell him wild yeah i i mean bojack being exhausted and like i mean because they've been doing the like the yes. word avalanches and bojack is too tired to actually say it for the first <laughs> 10 seconds because he ran up the hill very relatable um, and i you know it would have been good if he had been able to do it but he wasn't able to get it out in a re- timely yeah, manner we we <laughs> ultimately get it boho go bye-bye for jojo pogo that's a no-go bro Pretty weak <laughs> as far as word avalanches on Bojack go. Yeah, he's no Princess Carolyn, but he's like, it's only funny if it feels extemporaneous. Like, I pretend that I got it out the first time. Absolutely. And they were like, it, uh, just don't set it up. Just go for it. Like, say it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop Stop with the setup. Just just say it. Is Joey Pogo a character who has been on the show before? This is the first <laughs> appearance of, okay. of Joey Pogo is this episode. I didn't know yeah. if this was a runner. Mm-hmm. This is the the first time we've we've seen them, and and I hope honestly, hopefully they come back because yeah. I feel like they're very entertaining. Hopefully they go back to rehab for more than one yeah, day. Yeah, I, I <laughs> sure hope so. We also get so back at the set of birthday dad. Princess Carolyn has made a meme of Mr. Peanut Butter to try and fix his public image it is sad dog and mr peanut butter is like but i'm not a sad dog i'm a happy dog but she's like no look it's so easy to to use and lists like a bunch of examples of using them it's just him looking sad on a bench which i do think has very good meme potential yes definitely especially since he's a celebrity like people would use this i think that it's a i think it's great viral marketing i think that it would work i think it reminds me of um an image that has lived rent-free in my head since i think 2018 
of Justin Bieber sitting on a bench eating a burrito, but he's holding, like, the burrito longwise in front of him and eating at the middle of the burrito, which is not how anybody oh eats a burrito. I'll see if I can track like it. Like corn on the cob or something? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of like corn on the cob. I'll, I'll see if I can find that and post it uh, when this one comes out, because it was... It has lived in my mind rent-free for a long time, and I feel like it's the same type of vibe as Sad Dog. Kirsten, I think you might say, I saw that TikTok, but I (laughs) I saw a TikTok recently where, like, I think it was, what's it called? Bob's Burgers. Like, they they had a clip of the Bob's Burgers kids eating tacos, like, from the top, basically. (laughs) And they, like, like, down into it because there was, like, an animation error where originally it was going to be burgers, and then they sent it over, and then it was too late to change it. So, like, like, whatever. But that's what that reminded me of. I'd never, you know... It, I feel like that's like eating a banana from the side also. It's just like, that's just yeah. not something we do. Even like, there's nothing wrong with doing it. It's just not what we I do. I could actually really see a straight man eating a banana like a corn on the cob because <laughs> they're too afraid of seeing someone put a banana in their mouth. Simply too fragile. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Peretti has a bit where she like is talking about how she eats a banana and she like, <laughs> she's like, she's like about to eat it and then she like squishes it up and puts it between her fingers and like eats it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's really a visual joke for the pod, but, but sorry. Just everybody. so everyone knows, it was very funny. Uh, <laughs> watch Chelsea Pretty's stand up special. Very, very I obviously good. need to watch that. Wow. So we also get in the middle of this meme situation is where we find out that Pickles has had sex with a man named Carl. And there's a problem though, because the sex was really good, but Pickles did not feel an emotional connection. And when Mr. Peanut Butter cheated, it was with Diane who he felt an emotional connection with. So it's still not even. Yeah, she's just going to like keep trying to sleep with people until she feels an intimate connection, even though it might take many, many men for that to happen. Honestly, get it, Pickles. I mean, you would think that the easy solution would be for her to sleep with one of her exes who she already feels... I mean, this is the convoluted easy solution, but like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, would you guys sleep with your exes? No. (laughs) Heck no. I, but the thing, there's also a very fundamental difference where if my boyfriend cheated on me... I don't think I would be able to get over it. That's just like mm-hmm. how I am as a person. So I, I would never be being like, oh, well, like, I'll just sleep with someone and it'll be even. like, I'd be like, no, we're done forever. Never darken my doorstep again. Thank you. Sure. I guess I just meant more of it in a vacuum. <laughs> I still still <laughs> know. Still, okay, still well. know. But that's a specific to me thing. I think there's probably lots of people who would sleep with an ex again. And Pickles also made the point, too, where she was like, I know Diane and like you don't know my ex-boyfriend Bobby or whatever his name was. So th- what they should have done is had like really built a friendship between Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles High School ex and then yeah. she sleeps yes. with ex. I think that logistically makes the most sense within the framework of them getting even, which they've decided is what they need to do to fix their relationship. And she obviously wants to sleep with him because she comes up with his name very quickly. Almost too quickly, Mr. Peanut Butter would mm-hmm. say. She's going to continue riding an express train to Bone Town, which really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously this will never work, but did it seem like Pickles was like cognizant of the fact that their relationship is going to end and like this is not a solution? Or was she like, this can work? I f- she was like, oh, this is what it's going to take to save our marriage. Like, I guess I'll yeah. keep trying. Yeah, yeah I feel like they both are not happy with what's happening, but they still are just going through the motions. Dudes will literally let their wife sleep with a myriad of men before going to therapy. <laughs> not wrong. So back at rehab, Joey Pogo does show up, and Joey Pogo is voiced by Hilary Swank. Truly incredible. 
Which is so funny. I feel like many people would know her best from Million Dollar Baby, I feel like is the most famous thing. She's also in P.S. I Love You, which for a long time was my go-to crying movie. There's also that episode of The Office where the entire <laughs> office debates whether she's beautiful or if she's hot. Yep. What episode is, is... It will appear in our feedback. What episode is that of The Office? I don't remember that. I don't remember what's going on outside of the office at the time in the episode. Yeah, Michael and Dwight come back at some point and then like Michael's like, oh, she's hot. And that like settles it because now there's enough people. Oh, I have no memory. Because I'm obviously episode. not as hot as Hillary Swank. That's what it's like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, it was, it's like, it's not, is she hot? It's would you do her? And then somebody moves <laughs> the other side of the office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Interesting. Terrible, I'm sure, but. I mean, so many things are. So many things are. But yeah, of course. I f- oh, to be three white millennials on a podcast talking about The Office. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is Finally. I'm simply not eligible to really... T- I never finished watching The Office, and I feel no desire to. Anytime I watch an episode of The an episode of The Office at this point, I get so uncomfortable with how awkward it is. And like, I watch lots of awkward comedies, but The Office just does not do it for me. I know that that is a hot take, and I'm ready to be hated on on the internet, but I do not think that that show actually ages very well. I feel like it's not even a hot take anymore. No hate for me. I have no <laughs> idea what it's would what it would be like to not have the like I grew up with it phase yeah. of like my thoughts on it or mm-hmm. whatever. I haven't seen an episode in years, so you know, not really giving ground to comment on it. But I like I grew up with How I Met Your Mother also, and How I Met Your Mother is way worse than The Office. So. Mm-hmm. And I can say that. I think that is very fair. And you've watched all of How I Met Your Father as well, right? No. I watched like the first two episodes and have been meaning to finish the season because I like there's a guy on TikTok who talks about TV like literally all the time and I watch a lot of his videos and he said that the end like by the end of season one it felt like they really found their footing and so I'm interested in doing that especially because like Hilary Duff is so great and also the guy who plays the bartender on that show is like really hot so I, you know I'm very interested in completing the yeah, season. I only watched two of the episodes and I was like Ugh, I don't think it's that good but... Yeah. I'll wait till you finish the, the season and I'll, I'll listen to I'll your I'll give the advice. report. Anyways, back to BoJack. Yeah, Joey Poco does rehab like in two seconds. <laughs> he came to rehab with a lot of obligations the following day. So he just needed to get it over with real quick. I can't even remember what Joey Pogo's issues were that brought them to rehab. But like, you know, maybe they just needed somebody to tell them these platitudes and that's all they needed <laughs> seems unlikely but it could be <laughs> dr champ just goes life is precious god is religious or merely the idea of human connection don't do drugs and say you're sorry and that's it way easier than 12 steps 12 is too many steps a lot of steps Doc- dr champ is still pushing bojack to leave talking like think about all of your friends who are waiting to love you and bojack takes this example to call todd because he can't do it alone and we find out todd has hired 12 assistants yeah. At this point, what is the last interaction Bojack and Todd had? Well, they definitely would have seen each other at the surprise wedding, but they didn't mm. really talk about mm-hmm. it. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Just can't remember where they left each other. It wasn't like the best it's ever been, but it also, I feel like, was like a little bit on a positive upswing. Well, and Bojack called when he was trying to find Jameson. He like got Diane to like patch him through to Todd or whatever. Oh, yeah, because Diane's number is the only one Bojack knows. Todd says he'll be there in a jiffy, and 2.5 jiffies later, an assistant shows up. Played by the amazing Lana Condor from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh. 
I had no idea until I saw the end of the episode. Her name was in like the first like credits block of whatever. That? And I was like, what? What? And so I had to look it up. She's Love her. Yeah, so good in To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I did not realize there was a third To All the Boys I Love Bef- I love before a uh, movie. Ooh, you should watch. I mean, the second one was bad, but the third one was good. Okay, well, I'll definitely <laughs> add it to the queue. She also is an X Men Apocalypse for the the X Men heads out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that I can speak for all the X Men heads who hate that film. <laughs> well, I didn't even bother to see. It. <laughs> I will wait for a reply back from Brian Scally, who is the X Man bro in my life. <laughs> I actually think that we've discussed this. Me and Scally, and I think we're on the same page. I mean, okay. that those uh, most most of the X Men movies are actually really, really terrible. So, yeah, I'm pretty well, sure last did... time you were on, Sam, I think we ended up having to like emergency text Brian Scally an X Men question in the middle of the podcast. Oh yeah, it was about Rogue. <laughs> yeah, Scally did not understand the the X Men question <laughs> and did not really have an answer to it. I don't well, I because it was because I can't remember what the question was, but it like didn't. Really yeah, I think it was sense. like what what power is like the opposite of rogue. I feel like was the, yeah. the question. It's like, well, that's, that's the opposite. That's a very like vague question to ask someone. So I don't I don't blame Scally for not knowing. Especially in a drive by text where yeah. I'm sure we had discussed it for like two absolutely we had. I I feel like this always happens where I'm like oh shoot Lindsay's gonna kill me because we've been talking about like X Men for too long or. So, okay, Bojack takes the water out of the assistant's hand and she's like, oh, I get it. I have to earn hydration because she's so used Mm -hmm. to just being absolutely abused by bosses who like Mm -hmm. take out their anger issues on their assistants, etc. Yeah, she's like, I had I had a boss who made me like dress up as Natalie Wood or something. It's like and I used to scream at me and I realized he wasn't screaming at me. He was just screaming at death. (laughs) Like, oh, Jesus. But Bo just says, no, it's vodka. And she's like, oh, do you think it's a good idea to have vodka in rehab? <laughs> and he says, I have it as a reminder of Sarah Lynn. Uh, we see the galaxy in the water bottle. And we see a flashback of Bojack talking to Sarah Lynn about Danny taking over for Herb. And she misses Herb. I mean, it's just like such a... I don't know how to comment on that he still has this water bottle of vodka. Like... Obvious, like it's definitely against the rules of the rehab like bad there but like it's tough like i i can understand this i don't know like a tick in your mind or just sort of like something that you like maybe i'm not gonna be sober for the rest of my life or whatever and like my my mom quit smoking several times over the course of my life and every time she would always have one pack of cigarettes in the freezer because it helped her not smoke to know that she could if she really wanted to and it would help her think like do I really want to? Now, of course, as I said, she had to quit many times. It took a long time before it stuck. But I think that that is something that sometimes uh, people will do. I don't know as much about alcohol addiction because my parents are both had faced that demon before I was born. So I grew up in a house with no alcohol. Slay. Yeah, no, I don't like I mean, it's definitely not good. <laughs> like, I don't think like it. This is not like a defense. I would not advise this if, if you're attempting to quit like because like you're just gonna drink it it's just troubling that maybe if the guy running the rehab knew he like was still holding on to this bottle six months later like he would feel like he needs to stay because mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is yeah an issue like it's that he's definitely not as fully ready to go as like the guy probably thinks he is the doctor yeah, I wonder if there's some element of also being like, well, and I mean, he starts to take a drink, but I wonder if that was part of it where he's like, I can just drink this if they try to get rid of me and show them that I'm not ready to go or something. But Oh, interesting. I, I do like that theory. He he tells the assistant, please go to the vending machine and get me Funyuns. But she's like, no, I will not do that because she grew a backbone because Bojack kind of 
told her to. Wait, could, I don't want to skip over the Sarah Lynn flashback also. Oh, like, yeah. what can you, like, what happened in that scene? Like, she's cutting her hair in Bojack's dressing room because, like, her, like, her yeah, dad, her stepdad, her stepdad is, is, like, that's being, is weird, being weird. And we've heard many, like, little allusions to her stepdad who was a bear and of him being, like, predatory and weird over the years. So, at least the hair, like, the hairdresser, I feel like, is... Though she has her problems, absolutely, as we see in this episode where she is an alcoholic. Her hands only too. shake if she doesn't drink. Yeah, not yeah. not great. But she at least like took Sarah Lynn out of a room where the stepdad was being weird. So I think at her core, and- like, because that's the thing too is I feel like a lot of times people who don't have any experience with addiction or with people who have addiction find it very easy to cast judgments on like the type of person someone is because they have that struggle mm-hmm. with addiction, which is absolute total bullshit and so i think that this hairdresser is a really good illustration for people who maybe don't understand that it's a mental illness and not like a character trait i i feel like it does a good job mm-hmm. of me like but yeah yes she drinks and has a problem but she's still a good person and it seems like she's one of the only people who's standing up for sarah lynn like we've seen she's got a very problematic stepdad she's got a mom who's like a very much a stage mom and sharon is being like i'm gonna take you out of this crappy situation and also she's defending her against bojack where she's like bojack she's a kid like leave her alone and she's also calling attention to the herb stuff too where she's like oh yeah like herb really screwed up by being gay like sorry bojack sharon is a real one i agree with all the things we've said so far but and like i know that it's necessary for the for the scenes that we had to like for this to have happened but like she still brought bojack from i mean a terrible room to like this room where she knows this guy is like pounding vodka like so like (laughs) she could have gone to any other dressing room probably but like she obviously she still wants to drink also so like it's not like she's like this paragon you know she's not like the best i have a lot of sympathy for addicts obviously (laughs) so it's just like hard to recognize it's just like obviously she's facing these issues but she's also still behaving badly yeah she's complicated yeah. Two things can be true, in case anyone was wondering. But yeah, and so true. she ends up walking out of the room with Bojack, and this is where we see Sarah Lynn alone in the room, and we don't see, you know, what happens next for a little bit. We do see the water bottle with the starry sky. Exactly, yeah. Ugh. <sighs> makes you so, makes you really makes you think. Uh, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. so the assistant takes a stand, will not get Bojack Funyuns, which also is just, like, being good, because Funyuns are absolutely disgusting. <laughs> completely disagree whoa 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 whoa, I, whoa. no we no, had no, at, no, no. last year one of my aunts passed away and when my family was all getting together they were like yeah kathy like loved these funyuns and we brought them for her but she passed away so everyone's gonna eat a funyun for aunt kathy which is like disres honestly i think disrespecting the dead like why are you why how's a funyun respecting a person dead and i was forced to eat one when i didn't <laughs> want it and i was like i hate it so much no, they're excellent. And here's like, and I, I've gone through a whole journey with them because, you know, at a certain point in my life, I was super depressed. And I like, I feel like during when I'm depressed, I engage with stuff and eat stuff that I feel like I deserve or whatever. Like, I hate myself, whatever. And I don't, you know, like, I, I watched all of life in pieces because I was like, this show sucks. Like, I don't even want to watch anything good. I just want to punish myself oh my for God. like <laughs> being the way I am. And, in college, Funyuns were a part of that. I was like, I don't even, like, I would so much rather have Doritos or whatever, but I ate Funyuns because I was depressed. And, but then, like, a year ago, I went on a journey with Funyuns, sort of started eating them again, even though I'm not depressed, and really uh, rehabilitated them in my mind and feel like they are really, really good. Wow, what a journey. Yeah, I've never had a Funyun. Not once. I 
Highly recommend. I do not like them, and I would love to hear from the horse girls. If you are pro or anti Funyun, um, maybe I'll make a Twitter poll. Also, Sam, let me just say, I feel like we are talking about this in like context of very funny things like Funyuns and stuff. You're being very open and vulnerable in this episode, and we appreciate it. Happy to. I know. I feel like I feel like I I have no qualms with discussing my addiction honestly anymore. I'm actually, you know, I'm well into year three at this point of sobriety and I feel like being open and honest with this kind of thing is something helpful especially because I was somebody who watched Bodark Horseman for years and like never even really confronted my own mm-hmm. issues with it and so I feel like maybe somebody listening might be doing the same thing and so I'm just happy to be open about it because happy to just get the you know addicts are people and we all yeah. live our lives and I feel like it's like I feel like this is the lens to talk about it like I don't yeah. really mention it anywhere else and it, like it doesn't really come up on bitter drawers that frequently so <laughs> you know happy to you know I, I, it's kind of cathartic for me also Good. to speak on it at That's all amazing Thanks. okay so not to we go into the wackiness from a very you know genuine sincere earnest place so sorry sorry everyone for the whiplash but all of the assistants <laughs> across LA are unionizing they are doing a walkout and this includes the assistant who has been working the road blockage for the birthday dad filming they just walk off which allows for joey pogo to drive onto the set there's also all of todd's assistants quit and i wanted to flag where he's like no i'm like a todd version of a toddler a toddler a toddler <laughs> i can't perform basic todd functions we stand unionizing assistants you know i I have no complaints about the person I worked for when I was an assistant, but I know a lot of people who do. And so there are definitely terrible, terrible working conditions that people feel like they're going to like get, be the springboard into the industry or whatever. And, you know, it's not even always the case. And like it, these people who just have massive egos running around being terrible people. So Joey Pogo's driving through the set. Princess Carolyn pushes Mr. Peanut Butter in front of the car. And, you know, he doesn't get hit. And Princess Carolyn says, I saw it. He jumped in front of the car because he's such a sad dog, which is so deeply troubling. But now Mm -hmm. everyone is starting to like him because they didn't know that he has mental illness. They're thanking him for Mm -hmm. destigmatizing depression, which, like, jumping in front of a car is not the way to do that. I I think I can definitively state. Yes, you are truly a hero for destigmatizing this all-too-common affliction. Which, like... Yeah. It is an all too common affliction. And I th- I think that this podcast does a great job destigmatizing depression by openly talking about it. Not by <laughs> jumping in front of a moving car, but everyone starts loving yeah. him again. And Joey Pogo tells him that his his life is worth living. That's something he learned in rehab. <laughs> this is one proof that Princess Carolyn's meme would have worked. Like <laughs> if he became the face of sadness. It could get people on his side. But also, I mean, this is another thing that's just like Prince or Mr. Peanut Butter gets handed something that like we think of Bojack as like sort of normalizing depression or whatever. Like even though he's not like forward facing of like not everything we see the public in this universe sees, but like that guy's depressed and he's the main character and really like in our world, Bojack Horseman is the one who's like normalizing depression or like starting these <laughs> conversations about addiction. But like Mr. Peanut Butter gets pushed into a very slow car and is suddenly like massively beloved for being depressed when like Bojack has actually been depressed this entire time. It's like when Bojack is like, don't strangle women and everyone loses their minds at like the revolutionary concept. Yes. Um, So back at rehab, Bojack is fully blanketing 
um, because he's so scared of facing, you know, his addiction in the outside world. Like, it's different in rehab. And Champ tells him, like, he can take, like, steps that he can go to AA, he can see a psychiatrist. Like, you aren't so special that you deserve to take a seat from someone who really needs it. Like, that's our Champ is really, like, you are taking a spot from someone who is in crisis and needs the rehab. So, so like, stop it. You have to go home. Pack your things. Yeah, he's very much like you don't have to just like go back into the world and do nothing going forward. Like you will still need to keep doing the work, but you are no longer in crisis and you do not need to be here. So Bojack decides to prove him wrong and drink the vodka. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately is like, no, throws it out the yeah, window. He can't do it. Yeah, he throws out the window in a very comedic way. It bounces onto a pallet of water that's going into the rehab. A very comedic moment in this episode, in my opinion, when the water bottle bounces onto the the, the pallet. <laughs> This was, I mean, this was kind of kismet because the season two of The Flight Attendant came out, started coming out this week. And if you haven't watched it, very excellent show. Kaylee Cuoco, what a star. But it's also, it's like she, she's an addict in this universe or in this story. And like in the episodes that came out, like somebody who doesn't know she's in recovery, like poured her a glass of white wine and she like poured it into like a plant in this person's house. <laughs> it, was, it was good. But it's very similar to what Bojack did. Champ happens to grab the vodka bottle and chugs all of it which like i guess like we are we have been told that champ is like in recovery from addiction and so you i feel like you can't really be like oh well the second they taste the vodka they would stop like because i mean as someone who does not have an like an addiction to alcohol i don't i don't know what that would be like for someone who's been sober for a really long time but he drinks all of it and he gets absolutely wasted yeah, this was like I have a lot of thoughts on this, and like by the end of it, it kind you kind of start thinking about how maybe the things he was saying to Bojack or things he's thinking about himself. Where like he has lived in this rehab community for like however long, like and like completely, as far as he knows, like not there's no alcohol present in his like near space or whatever. Like, and maybe he's like trying to tell Bojack like you are like done, you're like fine, you don't need to be in this space anymore because he like feels like he may still need to because like the second he's presented with alcohol in any capacity like he drank all of it but and like but also just like when you're in recovery and you like come on a situation where you didn't expect there to be alcohol or whatever it's a very like testing or trying situation especially if you feel like in a even in a flash of your mind you're like nobody will know like it's it looks like i'm just drinking a little water and it'll just be me but it's like it's very and i'm and like this is what i was saying before like this is all set up for the next episode or whatever where i'm sure they'll go into these discussions a bit more but it's kind of just like kind of thinking about how he is supposed to be this guy who's like guiding these other addicts through i'm sure i'm sure he'll feel a lot of shame in his inability to maintain sobriety in like this like extremely bizarre situation that no one would ever expect to actually happen but it's a great thing for the show to show because like it's all a journey every day you know take it one day at a time is like the phrase or whatever and like even though he'll have this hiccup here i'm sure i have confidence that he'll like <laughs> even after bojack leaves rehab i'm sure he'll carry on running the rehab and like i don't i don't i honestly have no memory of what happens to him in the next episode but i don't know it's hard to have these discussions because every single person is different but it's just kind of like it is a little weird for me to like think about like what I would do in this situation because like there are things where it's like if he brought it up to his mouth and he started drinking without like initial realizing it was vodka until he hit it in his mouth and he's sort of like well I've already drank some of it or whatever like it's like at this point I'm already 
like not mm-hmm. sober anymore and so he like drank the entire rest of it and it's like it's not an un like i can put myself in that headspace or whatever so it's just kind of it's very relatable i mean i'm sure he like like we saw like he feels really really terrible about it afterward which is like obvi and it's it's a very complicated situation i mean mm-hmm. there's no other way about it it's just like there's so many different things going on it's like this this situation could only happen in a cartoon yeah. like, and but like <laughs> it did happen and he's like has to deal with the consequences of it yeah he's like jumping around says he forgot how much fun it is to be drunk he passes out uh and this is where you get the the closing part the Sarah Lynn and on horsing around and this is a Bojack is you know going to work he's got his big work case and Sarah Lynn is supposed to be inside it but she is not Bojack talks to Danny and Danny says Sarah Lynn had to go home she got her hands on some alcohol her mom is very upset and would like to sue and somebody does need to get fired for this but that wasn't your alcohol right Bojack because if that was your alcohol we're all in trouble kind of pushing Bojack to say it's not his, which he d- he does say that it wasn't his. Danny mentions that Bojack's hair is a little uneven, implying that the hairdresser, will- Sharona, will be the one to take the fall for this one. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen before they've alluded to, like, remember what you did to Sharona. Like, they haven't spelled it out before, and this is the first time we're getting that clarity, and this is not good. That does feel familiar. Yeah. Yet another woman's career left in the wake of Bojack Horseman like just Mm -hmm. like another terrible thing about his history that he didn't stand up for Herb and like it's if he's not gonna stand up for somebody who was his best friend for so long it's like he's not gonna do it for this woman who like he drinks with but it's like they're they're not friendly or I mean they're friends but they're not like outside of work friends but like the interesting thing for me here in this scene is that like Sarah Lynn's mom is like incensed about it and so like to me I feel like this is probably the first time Sarah Lynn has drunk or like drank or like at least in a way that like we know about it and I just couldn't remember if like obviously we knew that Bojack encouraged her addiction issues or like was like part of the reason she died and just like had all and like the sexual stuff in season one all that stuff like drove her to being in a terrible state of mind but like i didn't remember if we knew that like is the reason she started drinking like or like this it it seems implied that this is like the first time she got really really drunk totally like he's been there every step of the way through that journey for her and i think this is the first time we see an example of that and it does like with everything we've seen it it clicks right into place that like bojack has been the cause of pretty much every issue in sarah lynn's life other than her like weird stepdad situation which made her vulnerable (laughs) to bojack's influence basically yeah (sighs) i mean i feel like it could like we like in the season six premiere there were all those clips of bojack bojack's like through Mm -hmm. like they went back through time like all of the different times he was drinking in his life and every time you're sort of like this is the last one like this was his first drink or whatever and like it feels like we could do that with different things from sarah lynn's past where but it's always bojack they're like being this like enabler which is horrible yeah not good we come back to present day just at the end where champ starts getting into you know all of what what sam has already touched on of all the complicated feelings that have arisen from having alcohol from this water bottle and culminates in him asking bojack to stay with him he needs someone to stay with him while he sobers up like please stay with me and bojack's like yep i'm right here i'm I'm not going anywhere and that's it that's it that's That's it episode yeah Really feeling for the Dr. Horse. Don't I don't remember. Dr. Do- Champ. But like Dr. Champ. Dr. Champ, yeah. Like I mean, 
like I said, I don't remember what exactly happens next. But yeah, I mean, anybody struggling out there, you know, they they are all platitudes, but they all, I mean, like they're all things that like it's sort of like take it one day at a time or like play it forward, that sort of thing, where you like think about what would be the out end outcome of like me taking this drink of water or drinking of alcohol or whatever. It's all it feels like it's all platitudes, but like I then at a certain point you like think about it so much and you're like they are also meaningful and helpful. So like just my message to anybody out there struggling, I'm happy to help, happy to talk to anybody. I'm happy to DM with anybody who needs any kind of support or anything. Just want to be out there as a resource, happy to talk to anybody about anything. I love that. That's Thank you, Sam. Mm. Lindsay, you said that we had some feedback? Yes. So we got a couple things for later in the season, but for this episode... We have Sarah wrote in and said, how have I never realized that Joey Pogo is voiced by Hillary Swank? Please answer the age old question for us. Is Hillary Swank hot? <laughs> yes. Obviously, I'm not as hot as Hillary Swank. Not as hot as Guy the Bison. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Todd's ringtone and his Todd nanigans. Would you watch 12 Deadpool movies? And for people who didn't watch, it's because Todd says they couldn't just stop at one Deadpool movie. So I have 12 assistants. <laughs> well, thankfully, there are not 12 Deadpool movies, at least not yet. Yes, I have seen the two that exist. I've seen the first one that exists. I, so I I think that's my answer. You know, I cap out I at one. I've seen both of them. I feel like the second one was funny, but I don't remember it. And I probably wouldn't watch it again. So it can't have been that funny. Are you going to add accidentally intoxicating Dr. Champ to the BoJack bad thing list? Well, I mean, if we're adding... This is not his fault. Like, it's an accident. I think that if anything from this episode is added, it is getting Sharona fired and leaving alcohol out for a child to drink, I think, are the things that were actually within his control. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, he shouldn't have had alcohol at a rehab facility in the first place, but, like... This is cartoon shenanigans that allowed this to happen, (laughs) not like he made a choice to do something terrible. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it's cool how Danny asked the question, you don't know where she got the alcohol from, do you? And that is the same advice that Bojack will later give to Pete repeat at the night of the prom. Mm. No, no, no. I did not put that together. No, 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 no. Yeah, me either. Oh, God. We also got one from Rachel. Rachel has some questions for later on, but did just want to say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast and I adore it. I've been looking for a BoJack pod and listened to a few, but this one is easily the best. So that's lovely. And I agree, too. Haven't listened to any (laughs) other BoJack pod, but agree that this is the best one. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So nice. Thank you. And then Jules wrote in just to say, I've been MIA on Twitter and I miss you guys. So I wanted to write in. So hello to Jules. Hi, Jules. What's up? Okay. That's all. Uh, I tweeted out at the start of this. uh, We also tweeted out yesterday (laughs) that we have dropped our first Patreon exclusive episode where you and I talked about Mm -hmm. the pilot of Arrested Development. People seem excited. Carolyn liked the concept. Tim said, I guess I have to give Arrested Development a try. But that I did tweet today, we are currently recording. Please send feedback now or else is what I said. Mm-hmm. And Morgan said, "What? why do you think Bojack really kept the vodka water bottle? I don't buy that it was a reminder not to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I think he kept it to drink so that he wouldn't have to leave. Yeah. It's kind of just like when you, when you, okay, when you stop drinking, you're kind of like, wow, like, I'm really never going to drink again. Like, and that's such like you, you conceptualize it as like the entire rest of your life or whatever. But it like, and then there's just a part of, it's just always like a give and take with yourself, I guess, or mm-hmm. something. I don't know how to f- 
phrase it, but it's kind of just like you're constantly thinking about how it's the rest of your life that you're never, ever going to drink again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard mind frame to get into, which is why people say one day at a time, like, it's, you just have to not drink today. And mm-hmm. like yeah. that over and over again. And so like, I'm sure at somewhere in his mind, he's kind of like, that seems unsustainable. And I, eventually I'm going to drink again. And it's like, I'm not going to get rid of this now because like, I'll just have to go buy more later. That kind of thing. Like, it's really like keeping it as a totem to remind himself not to drink logically doesn't make any sense at all. So like, that's clearly something he's just telling himself like in his mind, maybe he really believes it, but like it isn't true. Yeah. That's it. Morgan also shared the sad dog meme. <laughs> Good. And that's Good. that's what we had on Twitter. So that that's Sweet. it. That's it. That's all. Correct. That's it. That's all. Sam, thank you for being with us. Could not think of a better guest for this episode. Really appreciate, as we've said, how open and candid you get with us. We everyone loves when the horse girls get vulnerable, and you are no exception to that rule. So thank you so much, so much for joining us, Sam. And if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you? Of course. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm. Really sad that this is the end of my tenure on Botrack Horse Pod. I love this show so much and had to come in and get vulnerable for season six, <laughs> the rehab episodes. Like I said, like these episodes came out like right before I got sober. And then the end of season six was the first season, like the end of the show. And I had stopped drinking at that point, but it was all very new and fresh. So like this show just means a lot to me. Like it feels like it it ended right as I was like actually taking in the messages that it was like putting out. So yeah, no, just I, I love Bojack Horseman and I love Bojack Horse Pod and I'll always be a horse girl. Oh. Um, can't wait for the next show you guys do. If that's Tuka Birdie and or anything else, I'll, I'll keep listening. I love you guys. You can follow me at Sam Danish on Instagram and Twitter. As mentioned, I'm we do I do survivor recaps at Bitter Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or just I think it's like the Bitter Jurors Podcast in podcast feeds or and so we're doing Survivor right now. In the off seasons, we've been doing we did Avatar The Last Airbender. And then we did Legend of Korra. So after Survivor ends in a month or two, we're going to finally start talking about good episodes of Legend yes. of Korra season three. Uh, <laughs> it really, it takes a while to get there. Like I teased before, really excited about the guest we will have for the episode that airs the night after this episode comes out. Won't say the name. Not going to jinx anything, Yay. but thrilled about it. And, oh yeah, if you're in Pittsburgh, come see me do improv Saturday at the Arcade Theater. It's called the Colin Hanks Movie Show, and we, we're we going to improvise a bunch of movies. So, come through. Amazing. Oh, and listen to the, and subscribe to the BoJack Horse Pod Patreon. Oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Please do. We appreciate it deeply. Uh, Lindsay, I know that it thanks. is, it, it's, it's been a little bit now, but Lindsay was on The Real Question, um, being open and vulnerable about her past relationship with a BoJack type of man, and we love hearing Lindsay be vulnerable because like myself she doesn't like doing that so please go check that out it's been out for a week it's very good go listen to it and then I was not aware of this and I'm sorry for asking if you would sleep with your ex previously I'm so sorry I'm so sorry she has other exes than that one it's it's fine (laughs) I did not even think about that that's so funny but yeah definitely go check that out and go download Go 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 download go go download three episodes of The Simpsons on it now. And if you don't do it, I'll know. Okay, so go listen to them. I'm monopolizing Lindsay's time, but she's out of school right now. So maybe maybe there'll be new Simpsons on it now coming out. You don't know. 
Who can say? Who could say? Not me. And if you want to hear more from me, we are just wrapping up Bridgerton Season 2 coverage over on Post Show Recaps. Temptation Island is heating up, and myself and Maggie Morgan are covering that on the Hot Dummies on Islands feed. Just this week, a man on that show who has been in a relationship for seven years told someone he met two weeks ago he wants her to be his wife, and he loves her. So, show's wild. Also, Kowski cast for Riverdale content. That's Cow with a K. And newly... I know people here will be surprised I'm talking about pop culture, but I am on Mess Magnets over on RJP with Sasha Joseph, so check that out as well. And follow me everywhere. I'm so excited to listen to I think it's really fun. We have one episode out, and I think it was a really fun one, so I hope people like it. Uh, But yeah, uh, and follow me over at Kirsten Said What, and as Sam said, patreon.com slash bojackhorsepod. Please become a patron. We are deeply appreciative of all of our patrons, and... We would love to have more join the pack, but we will be back next week to talk about season six, episode six, The Kidney Stays in the Picture, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.